Score7FM at Gordon Damer, along with Harvey and Chantel. We're here until midnight. Gordon Damer, you got a starting pitcher, my friend. Yeah, the Yankees have done something. Outside of bringing back a couple of their own stars, they've actually gone out and gotten a star from another team and brought him to the Yankees the way that it used to be, right? Took a Six little longer years. than we would have liked, but yeah. sure. Six years, $162 million. It's not bad. Rodone, yeah, it's that's, not bad. I mean, he's a big strikeout pitcher. You would think with the uh, banning of the shift next year, mm-hmm. strikeouts will be more of a premium now. And mm-hmm. uh, he is certainly a strikeout guy. So he was the last big fish, I think, on the market. There's yep. some other free agents there, but I think of, of the really big fish, yes, he was it. I don't think Dansby Swanson is going to uh, land the type of contracts the other sh- shortstops have gotten. Nah. Nah. But, uh, yeah, look, the Yankees have been, you know, again, kind of like what was happening with Judge a little bit. It, mm-hmm. It's out there. All the reports are they're, they're preparing this offer, and then the days are going by. And it's it's almost a week, right? Last week on Friday, Michael mm-hmm. Kay said, you know, not just about he heard it, they were in on Rodone, but that they were looking for something even bigger than that. And we're almost a week later, and you're thinking to yourself, well, <laughs> how long does it take to prepare an <laughs> offer? But they got the offer out there. The offer was accepted, and uh, away we go with the Yankees with another starting pitcher and, and you'd say, another ace uh, to add to the rotation. Yes, absolutely. Uh, th- your top end of the rotation is pretty good, Gordon. I mean, you know, you got Severino, number three. Um, you know, now, if you could just get uh, you-know-who, I'm not even going to say his name. He was so bad. But if you could just get you-know-who from Oakland to, to uh, mm-hmm. step up a little bit, and maybe he will coming off the injury. He's got a full off season now. Uh, maybe he can be the back-end guy and, and give you some depth. That rotation looks good. Now all you need to do is, uh, as John Heyman reported, today in the New York Post. Now all you can do is if you can just sw- uh, I- I'm not going to say uh, let me put it this way. If you can just convince somebody to take Aaron Hicks and uh, Donaldson off your hands, you'd be in business. Well, I, I don't think they're going to find anybody to take <laughs> Donaldson Hicks. off their hands. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, maybe if they if they ate some money, I don't know. Maybe, you know, it's not so much that uh, that Hicks is getting that much a year. He's getting ten million a year, which in this market is is <laughs> is is nothing. But I mean, he does have three more years left. Maybe if they were to 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 eat some of the money there, they have to find an everyday left fielder. Yes, that that's the move that they still need to make. Now things are starting to come into focus. I'm, I'm assuming now that they are not going to end up moving. Glaber Torres, despite all the talk, so he will be the second. Be- I'm just kind of, yeah, I don't know, but I, it feels like that maybe he might stick around. Rizzo will be back at first. It's basically running it back with the the mm. addition of Rodon into the rotation, and you have to find a left fielder. Is it Benatendi? Is it um, is it someone else that's out on the market? Is it is it through a trade? I think I it's know. got to be through a, through a trade. Gordon, as I've thought about it, it's nothing against Andrew Benintendi. And I know I came off the other night like he's hurt. You know, he came in, he had the same injury again, you know, didn't come back. I just think you need more I think you need more power in the le- for, out of your left field position than what he can give you. Yeah, and, I, I, I kind of I kind of agree. Uh, you know, I do. especially considering at least according to the reports, he's looking for a five year deal. Oh, uh, stop yourself. You know, I, I don't know that I'd be willing to uh, sign him to a five-year. I don't know what the terms would be, but five mm-hmm. years. I mean, he will only be 28 next year, so you're not talking about something deep long, but, um, you know, in terms of the contract. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, you know, five years is still a pretty significant amount of time to be signing someone, so we'll have to wait and see what the plan is for left field. I can say this. The left fielder cannot be on the roster right now. And um, and last year that was a revolving door. I think they had was. like six or seven guys out there, and uh, that is you know you have to find a way. Still, it's great that they brought back Judge. It's great that they added to the rotation, but they have to figure the the most important thing going into this off season was you have to figure out a way to improve the offense so that when yes. you get to the playoffs, if you get to the playoffs, you can score some runs. Yes, and I know Benintendi was nice because he's a pretty good defensive left fielder and he's a contact guy, yep. and and so that's what you wanted. But he's a contact guy, but Gordon, when he got here, and I understand it's always a transitional period. Guys, you know, they get traded. It takes a while to get used to the new environments. 
And listen, let's face it, that that, that pinstripe uniform is kind of heavy, Gordon. You know, when you, mm-hmm. there's a lot of folks that can't deal with that pinstripe uniform. Um, and so it took him a little bit of time to try to get going. But I just, I, I he just doesn't strike me as what you need in left field. He just well, doesn't. Look, he, he was fine, you know, and if you could bring him back on a short term, you know, if you're telling me nothing else is available, I, I guess it doesn't make me feel great. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, Brian Reynolds would certainly seem like the perfect fit. He's a right. leadoff hitter. He plays, you know, he can play center field, so you would figure a big left field at Yankee Stadium, he would fit there. Right. Um, but um, we shall see. Apparently the uh, asking price for him is quite substantial, as you would figure it is with the Pirates. Not, you yes. Know, I mean, they're yeah. going to want a lot back for him. So um, the Yankees and Pirates have made plenty of deals before. Absolutely. Absolutely. And listen, um, if you're Pittsburgh, you I understand your position. With the salaries the way they are now, you're not competing anytime soon. So if they're going to take one of your better players, you got to pay. Absolutely. got to pay. Yeah. I get it. I understand. A switch hitter, too. I forgot that part of it. Switch oh, hitter, top the lineup, you know. Oh, come on. He, yeah, he's worth a lot. Yeah, I was reading about him. Yeah, he, so I think one – the quote was from one of the um, the, the GMs was, yeah, right, <laughs> was what they're asking, was a bit, you know – a bit exorbitant. Oh, too much, too extravagant. Well, look, exorbitant. I mean, it's a negotiation, right? They're not yeah, going to come in absolutely. and and uh, accept the first offer. They're going to have to drive a hard bargain. But that would be someone that uh, the Yankees have had interest in before. Mm-hmm. That would certainly be a nice. But look, Rodon is, uh, it's is a, certainly it's a, step a up. value add. It's a, a step, step up. up, absolutely. So it's now you're talking about, about Cole, Rodon. You got Nestor there. You got mm-hmm. Sevy there. Mm-hmm. You know, you still have Herman, you still have uh, Frankie the Yankee, so you've got a lot of you got some depth there. You do. I'm really getting called Frankie the Yankee very often. Uh, since no, no, the no, trade. no, 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 no. He's been called Frankie yeah. some other get, things. Get him but off not the Yankee. Yankee. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> not the Yankee. No. Frankie the something else. Yeah, not the Yankee. Very quietly, Gordon. Okay, three sixty for Judge, one sixty-two right. for Rodon. Yeah, forty for Rizzo. That's five hundred sixty-two million dollars, Gordon. It's not chump change. Hey, the lock, the, the locks are off the wallet. I told you the lock was going well, to be off the wallet. Uh, that, and, look, and that's just put that There's to more bed. to go. See, the thing is, is that it's not that the Yankees don't spend money. It's that the combination of, of Cashman spending it in, in ways that doesn't really benefit the team mm-hmm. and then Howell's insistence on keeping Cashman at the GM, and he's, you know, Cashman's right. Uh, excuse me, Howell's right in that. You know, we're, we're always one of the top spending teams in baseball. Mm-hmm. But if your GM is not spending the money wisely, well, then you either have to raise the money that you're spending or you got to change the GM. Right. If you want to win. Right. Sounds like he decided to cha- raise the I money guess he's, he's going to raise. Yeah, I hope. Because <laughs> we still, it's, we can't be done. No, no, no. But it does buy you some time. Absolutely. And then again, when, you, when and you've said this before. Gordon, when you think about it, Cashman's kind of a mid-season guy. You know, he yeah. likes to make those trade deadlines. Those, yep, those, absolutely. Let's see what's Last going on. Years, they've definitely let's done see that. what's happening the first half of the season. Huh? Mm-hmm. We need this. We need that. All right, let's go. Let's start. Let's start. You know, hunting around and investigating and seeing what's a, what's here and there. And then you get you get your you know you get your big time trade. You know, mid-season big mm-hmm. trades that that spur your second half. So maybe that's what he'll do. But at least. Here's one of the things you did that you strengthened your starting rotation. Now you also got to look. I don't think it's that much of a priority. Let me rephrase that. It's not that it's not that much of a priority, but it's second to getting some offense in you, some offense on the team. Is okay. Who's going to be the closer this year? And, and and that's what you need to figure out because you got a bunch of guys who are, I mean, lost for the season. When are they coming back? Are they coming back during the season? Will you be able to know? In, in spring training, um, that's the next thing. I think you got to lock in on who's your closer. Well, I would think it's going to be Clay Holmes, but uh, I, I think a lot of that's going to have to depend on on injury and guys coming back. Uh, you know, the one thing I don't really worry about with the Yankees is figuring out the bullpen. They generally do a good job of finding guys, developing guys, bringing guys up, even undervalued guys in other sit- uh, other situations, other teams like Clay Holmes was. Uh, they do a good job of that. So that's one that I'm not too concerned about. Uh, to me, it's all about the offense. How are you going mm-hmm. to fix the offense? And are you going to fix the offense after the amount of money you've now spent in two players that 
you know, they definitely make you better. Yeah. But yeah. you still need more things to uh, make things click. You do. You really do. You really do. But listen, you got to start it so you're on your way, my friend. You're on your way. At least we'll I, I, get something, right? I was, I, getting, I, I was getting tired of refreshing Twitter every couple of hours here. <laughs> did, they, did they do something yet? Did they do something? <laughs> and I'm happy that somebody other than the Mets made a big-time sign. Right. Well, look, I mean, I, I don't think that that had really anything to do with the Yankees, but it would be a pretty bad look if the Mets are, are you know, spending to the levels that they're spending if the Yankees only brought back the you know Rizzo and Judge and didn't add anything else to it, so you you have to do something, and I, I expect them to do something. This is pretty significant. I mean, it's mm-hmm. it's a you know 162 million dollars over six yeah. years, was it 27 a mil, 27 uh, a year, which mm-hmm. is uh, not chump change, and it's nope. not it's not insane either. I no. didn't hear it, and and, and maybe it, I'm just gun shy at this point because of all the other deals that have gone down, but I didn't hear it and go, wow, that's a lot of money. No, it's not, and 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 it's not eight, it's not eight nine years either. So that <laughs> so that's the good thing for you, because now in six years, you know the back end, the the last two years could he could still be really good. He could be. I mean, you do have some concerns. He's not exactly been um, an iron horse on the mound. Uh, he's coming off a year where he threw a career high thirty one starts, a career high in innings. Uh, now he was great. Struck out 237 and 178, so that's fantastic. 288 ERA. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, there are ha- there have been some health concerns there as well. He's a little bit younger than some of the other guys that have signed, so you're hoping that that's going to hold up. But um, mm-hmm. there's always concerns when you sign pitchers. That's why I've said before, I thought uh, the way to go was to find some offense, but this, mm-hmm. is, not, this is not nothing. You know, no. a rotation of Cole, Radon, Cortez, Severino, and, and somebody at number five. It has to maybe be Herman. one of the best rotations in in baseball, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and maybe Herman can can sneak into that, yep, that maybe. rotation. You know, you never know. You never know what happens. One eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. When we can turn, we'll continue to talk a little baseball, and obviously, we'll talk some football. Uh, Giants big game this week. They're on uh, Sunday night. Ooh, and Gordon Saturday football this week. Oh. Great. Baby, three Dolphins games. Can ru- ruin two days of the weekend. That's fantastic. <laughs> we'll try to cheer Gordon up next on 987 ESPN. You're listening to the best of ESPN New York tonight. Tonight here on 987 ESPN, and they have that opportunity. It's a rematch against Washington. It's an NFC East battle, Gordon, and you know what they say. When it's an NFC East battle, you throw the records out the window. Conference opponent, let's go. Yeah, and I mean, really, this is, uh, you can't get a much more meaningful game in Week 15, and uh, if you don't win it, you are not going to have probably any more meaningful games uh, the rest of the way. I'm trying to, I I keep playing with this um, playoff predictor, this playoff odds predictor, and if the Seahawks go on and lose tonight to San Francisco, which they're trailing 21-6. They're trying uh, to. Yeah, they're trying to. They've done everything (laughs) they can. Uh, And the Lions lose the Jets on Sunday. Mm-hmm. The giant, the uh, Lions' playoff odds at that point would be down to ten percent. The Seahawks would be down to thirty-six percent, and the Giants would be almost up at sixty. Wow! So they still have to. Well, I'm, let me see what happens if I give them a loss against Washington. They lose against Washington. It takes a little while for sure. it. Sure, runs through all the different. Yes, exactly. I think it would be down. You know what? Actually. Even if they were to lose to Washington, if it turns out that the Lions and Seahawks both lose this week, their playoff odds would only drop to like forty-two percent, which is not great. It's not bad, but it's though. not. It's yeah. It's not the. It's not, not the eliminated. death nail. Yeah. It's it's not like you're down in the ten percent range where you need a lot of help and mm-hmm. you got to win out. Yeah. I guess the the point. Of the, the I, I guess the the real part of it is if you're not going to beat Washington, yes. who are you going to beat? Yeah. It's but see, but see, Washington has receivers. <laughs> they do, <laughs> Gordon. So I mean, you know, I understand that we're looking at Washington like they're not that good, but from an offensive, listen, defensively, both teams are are about even. I would say maybe a slight edge to the Giants, you know, a slight edge, a slight edge to the Giants, if, if Williams was able to play. Mm-hmm. Okay, but offensively, 
Gordon, I got to give a huge edge to Washington because it's just Saquon Barkley. I know, and I don't mean to, to disrespect the receivers and the other players on the team. I mean, they're just not consistent talent at the receiving position that you could say, okay, if I'm a defensive coordinator, I got to take this guy away from him. No, you can have him because I don't think you can get him the ball consistently. Yeah, uh, it doesn't seem that way, and I don't know how close to 100% he is going to be, but uh, he is basically 100% of their offensive game breakers, mm-hmm. I can tell you that. Yeah. Uh, and and if, uh, that's part of the problem with having that, that bell cow running back, right? Like yeah. the, the fact that you have one guy, and uh, they know that, so if he's in the game, focus on him. He's going exactly. to be their first option more times than not. And it's not like they have anything that's even a close second. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, teams are going to take him away, and that's exactly what they've been able to do here the last four or five weeks, with the one exception being the worst team in the NFL in the Houston Texans. All right, so let's ask Saquon. Uh, do you think you'll be limited this week? No, I mean, I don't think so. I definitely feel a lot better. Um, you know, being able to go out there and practice and get reps, feel pretty good. So I, I expect that he'll be better than he was last week, but he's not 100% yet. He's probably not going to be 100% till the end of the season, but you you got to ride with him. And hopefully they'll find a way to try to be as creative with him as possible. And maybe he, they can use him as a decoy. Uh, they have had success, really, at the tight end position. So they've they've made some plays to their tight ends. They've had a couple of receivers. But, you know, like I said, Gordon, they, they haven't been able to get anything consistently going with their receivers. And that limits what they can do as far as putting points on the board. And that puts a lot of pressure on their defense because their defense has got to, you know, got to shut down the, 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 Heineke, the Heineke crew. Yeah, you know, I find it kind of odd that people are now making this game somehow uh, a referendum on Daniel Jones. Isn't it amazing? I mean, like, what are we talking about? Like, the fact that if he can even keep you in the game, I feel like that's a good sign for him. Like, this is not a referendum on him. No, it's not. You know, you you asked him coming into the year, you got to stay healthy, you got to cut down on the turnovers. He's played in every game that the Giants have played in this year, and he has four interceptions. He's done all you ask and, 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 and more. Right. And you, and you would think, given the, the weapons that he has around him or the lack of weapons, this would be the time where he'd be forcing it. Yeah. Where he'd be trying to make a play because you want to win a game. You've won a bunch of games, and you want to stay in the playoff race. And if he can make one more, and he might force a throw that he, didn't, he wouldn't ordinarily uh, force. So mm-hmm. uh, I don't know why people are making this game a referendum on, on Daniel Jones. They're underdogs. They're on the road. And it feels like... You know, Daniel Jones taken out of it. It feels like the Giants' luck has run out. Yeah, that's none all. of us thought that they were going to be six and one no. or seven and two. And while no. it was going on, we all said, "It's amazing how are they doing this." Mm-hmm. So now, all of a sudden, we're going to say, "Well, wait a second. He he's going to have to. He has to go and and play really well in this game, or the Giants have to win this game. If they can't make the the win here on the road against Washington, well, then we're going to have to rethink the quarterback position." No, you don't. You're going to think the same thing. Whatever you felt like before that game. Now, if he's terrible, that might change your opinion some, I guess. But I think it's going to be whatever your opinion is of Daniel Jones, you know what you're going to get. Yeah, absolutely. And listen, they've done a nice job adjusting their scheme and their playbook to his talents. They've done a nice job. Nobody else has been able to do this with him. He can run a little bit. He can throw. He gives you the short dump-offs and stuff because that's what you have in your offense. So, um, listen, he's done all he could do. And um, and like like you said, he hasn't turned the ball over, and that's been the biggest criticism of him. The biggest criticism of him, and you handled it. You'd be a great lawyer for him at his trying to get a contract. <laughs> is that he's been healthy all year and he hasn't turned the ball over? That's those those are the two biggest knocks against him. Absolutely, and he's done it. He's done a nice job. Now, look, there's still some time to play, right? If he gets hurt sure. in this game or if he gets hurt down the road or if he starts really turning the ball over and turning back into what we've seen before. But I think, you know, we, we, we've, we've finished now three quarters of the season. If he stays healthy, all of his counting stats, his, you know, his touchdown passes, his total yards, they're all going to be about the same. And mm-hmm. his percentage stats have all been about the same, with the exception of the turnover ratio. That, that's yep. been cut down. So. Uh, yeah, I think that Daniel Jones is, is going to be sticking around. It's just a question of how much longer he's going to be sticking around. And exactly. is it going to be you know a two-year deal? Is it going to be more than that? Uh, that's to be decided. But 
I don't look at this game as being some sort of referendum on Daniel Jones being the Giants quarterback. Well, I think how that got started was kind of what Jordan Runon was saying with us, Gordon, where he mentioned that uh, they spoke with Saquon Barkley about the contract, but not Daniel Jones. So I think people start to say, oh, well, you know, Daniel Jones about a contract. Maybe he's not coming back. Maybe they're waiting to see what he does if he can get them to the postseason. So I think that's what kind of started this uh, little conversation. Yeah, I, look, I understand that. I think I just think that maybe it might have more to do with the fact that it's a much more complex negotiation. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, what quarterback – you know, if you're re-signing Saquon, you're, you're paying him – you know, probably to be one of the top running backs in the sport. Mm-hmm. Daniel Jones, I think that there's more ambiguity there in terms of the length of the contract, in terms right. of the, the dollars, and, and who, who does he – who's his comparison in terms of a contract? <laughs> a guy who you didn't re-sign him to the, the fifth-year option and is now going to be a, a free agent, and you have to fit – but you want him back, but you don't want to go full bore. He doesn't deserve, you know, a, a, a huge guaranteed deal – it's very it's it's very tricky of what the the landing spot is for both sides. Yeah, no doubt about it. When we return, we'll take your phone calls on 987 ESPN. Good night. Let's go to the phones. Eli's in Washington, Bill Gordon. Well, I'm sure he's he's ecstatic. I'm sure. He's oh, he's overjoyed. Overjoyed. Sure. Especially at the spirit, great job. Right the right especially thing. at the great job Brian Cashman did getting Absolutely. Oh, big time left-handed. Oh, it's outstanding. How you like? Listen. Hey, how's it going? Listen, me and, me and Gordon are finally in the, in, in, on the same page. That's why I'm, I'm, I'm actually happy. He finally said that, listen, it's not the Steinbrenner's putting out the money. It's that you have to have a good GM to administer the money. I'll tell you, that was one of the smartest takes I ever heard you say, Gordon. Thank you. Well, it's one or the other. <laughs> I mean, you can have a, a GM who's not great, but if he has an unlimited budget, he's going to look better, right? Like, you don't have to be the best if you can just keep signing guys and signing guys and signing guys. But if you're going to have some form of a budget, one, one of the two things is off. Either you're spending enough to win and the GM is doing a bad job, or you have to spend more money. There's, it's, there's no other two ways about it. And, and Brian Cashman has been doing a bad job for decades now. Anyway, uh, to the Giants, uh, listen, Daniel Jones, the, the, the Giants have a, a big predicament on their hands. Because what, what are you going to do with Daniel Jones? And if you do pass on this guy, are you going to spend draft picks to try to climb up? Because right now you're in a position in the draft where you're not going to get one of these top guys. So it's either you, 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 you come out of pocket and sign Daniel Jones and get yourself a, you know, an adequate you know, uh, quarterback, or else you're going to spend dra- draft capital. I actually think the Giants are in a kind of a good spot. And, like, we don't know if they're going to make the playoffs or not. But uh, they're not going to be forced to take a quarterback in the first round. Uh, what, what, if the Giants are smart, if, if Joe Shane is as smart as it seems like he is, he will take this draft to start the rebuilding of the Giants. And that does not mean that he has to take a quarterback. Uh, they have to start – I mean, we're talking about the, the fact they're not that talented. They kind of need a lot of things. They need, they need just about everything. Mm-hmm. There's, no, there's no area of the Giants where I'm like, oh, my God, they, they definitely don't need one of those. <laughs> no, that's for sure. <laughs> Their shopping list is long. <laughs> they have yeah. a long shopping list. They do. They do. They have a lot of needs. And, and listen, that's because Dave Gettleman left them – here's the phrase, Gordon, bereft of talent. <laughs> right. And no money. <laughs> So. And, and, and here's the thing, like if I think that they can figure out a way to bring back Daniel Jones on a reasonable deal. Now, they might have to overpay a little bit, but like a little bit more than giant, you know, giant fans are like, well, we'll give them one year and an, <laughs> and an option year. No, you're probably going to have to spend more than that. Yeah. Uh, and you're probably going to have to spend more money than you might think. But then at least he can kind of hold the fort down while you start to build up the other aspects of the team. Mm hmm. And, and, you know, if they're making the playoffs, you're talking about having, what, the 20th pick in the first round or somewhere around there? Yeah. Uh, somewhere yeah. a little bit lower than that? Yep. You're going to have to go to work. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you're going to have to roll up your sleeves and go to work. Cause there, and there's a lot of work to do for the Giants. So, you is. know, this, this year has kind of uh, pulled the wool over a lot of people's eyes. Ah, see, you know what? We're not so bad. We're in the mix. We're in the play. We've got meaningful games. Giants are miles away from being really good.
Yeah. It's going to take are. a while. It is. It really is. It really is. Jonathan's in L.A. Hey, Jonathan, you're next on 98.7. Hello? Hey, Jonathan. Hey, how's it going, fellas? Uh, so first things first, really happy that the Yankees or Brian Cashman took care of the Rodon situation, really needed that guy. And probably the, it's the Yankee boy in me, but I think the Yankees have the best rotation in baseball. And I also think they should have the best odds in baseball to win the World Series. I don't know why they're third place last time I checked. Anyways, um, regarding the closer, uh, the closer role, I think Jonathan Wiseman should be. I think eventually he's going to move into that spot because I heard Alex Bradman coming in this podcast show talking about he's the toughest pitcher that he has to face like all year long, like in like when it comes down to a bullpen pitcher. So mm-hmm. I think Loisica eventually he's gonna play homes. Hopefully not. He probably, I mean, probably goes through bad times or something. But I think Loisica is gonna take over that role. What do you guys think about that? Also, what do you guys think about the odds on Yankees being favorite, probably second favorite, or you guys think they uh, probably pass the Astros? Thank you guys. You guys are having a good show. Thank you. All right, Jonathan. Thanks so much. I, I'll I'll step out on the limb, Gordon, first and say they're not. Nobody think right now they're not gonna pass the Astros. <laughs> no, right so they now. beat they the Astros. Some more stuff. Yeah, but one day they got to do some more stuff on their team. Yeah, uh, Lawaziga as a closer is interesting, but I just think that they like him for his ability to go multiple innings. Yeah, I mean it, it all kind of depends on where you see guys fitting in. Like, what Clay Holmes version am I getting? Mm-hmm. You know, I think yeah. that they, I, I agree with you. I think that they kind of like Lawaziga in that multi-inning. Uh, you can deploy him in any kind of spot, right? The it's the game is on the line in the sixth inning with one out. The game is on the line in the eighth inning with two out. You can go to him for multiple innings. You can go to him basically in any kind of spot. But I do think that eventually he does he does uh, project to be a closer in this league. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I agree. That might be the case. Um, but um, yeah, I think to start the year, I would think it's going to be Clay Holmes. But long way to go to to decide that. Do you ever think Gordon will go back to the to, to the old days of baseball where you could have a lefty and righty closer? Where you have a lefty guy to come in depending on who's, you know, where you have the situation. I get that with the three three batter rule and everything like mm-hmm. that. But kind of the, you know, the vintage Yankee days with, you know, uh, Goose Gossage and Sparky Lyle. Yeah, it's kind of hard to have two guys that are that good. I know. You know, like <laughs> a lot of teams are, are struggling to find one guy that good. Never mind yeah. two guys that good. But yeah. I, look, if you can't find it, uh, I'm all for it. Yeah. You And you would think it would be a, a Sabre metric kind of team mm-hmm. that would benefit from that, right? Like, yeah. oh, there doesn't need to be a closer role. There doesn't need to be roles in the bullpen. We're just going to deploy them based on the numbers against the batters and, and the matchups that we have. So I, I guess it's possible. It's just can you get that level of player? Yeah, I I was just curious about that because of the way – because of the change now going back to the shifts, mm-hmm. I mean, getting rid of the shifts rather, I, I'm just curious is, is how this is going to, uh, you know, how this is going to change. And and then – and add the three-batter rule minimum to that, Gordon, it, it, it could be, lead to some big innings this season. Yeah, it could, absolutely. Uh, and I'm interested to see how the whole banning of the shift is going to work out. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I, I don't think it's going to have the intended result that people think it's going to have. I think it actually mm. incentivizes the, the, the Joey Gallows of the world. Mm-hmm. Because now you're not going to have the, the three infielders on the side. So, yeah, you can absolutely just rip it through, you know, just just pull the ball all the time, every time. And if they weren't trying to go the other way when there were three guys on one side of the infield, well, they're certainly not going to try to go the other way now. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, but Joey Gallo's got to make contact first. <laughs> well, that yeah, that's that is the stick in the mud, Larry. You're right there. You know, that's the first thing. <laughs> that would help. You know, we got we can't worry about where it's going till till he makes contact with it. So, uh, but uh, look, I think like a guy like Anthony Rizzo, I think that this no, could definitely. really. Absolutely, this will definitely help raise his batting average a few points. Absolutely, because he's a he's a contact guy, mm-hmm. and and he has and the thing I like about him, and I'm going to exaggerate and say he's one of the few, but he makes it. He chokes up on the bat with two strikes, Gordon. Yep, you, know, you don't see guys doing that a lot now. I'm hitting home runs, doggone it. That's what I'm going to do. I'm swinging for the fences. He doesn't do that. He tries to make adjustments. He understands what's going on. He shortens his stroke to try to make contact. That's why, you know, 
he's he's up in age now, but that's why you you're going to ride with him for another couple of years. Plus, his glove at first base is outstanding. Yeah, and he, he just kind of you know that was one of those moves where Cashman made even the Cashman haters like Eli like that move. Yeah. Everybody liked mm-hmm. that move. Yeah, absolutely. Gallo, eh, not so much. Yeah, and you were like. <laughs> Oh man! You were driving that bandwagon. Oh to get my Josh. god! When they made You're that like, down, like boy, they say they certainly have a type. They certainly have a type. Oh, and it was as bad, Larry, as I. It was worse than I thought. I didn't like it at the time. Yeah, I was down on it at the time. It was worse than even I thought. It was pretty bad. It was awful. It was Oof, that was rough. But see, this is my thing. If you could get somebody to take Joey Gallo, you got to be able to get somebody to take Donaldson or Hicks. I'm yeah, just saying. Donaldson's making twenty-five million dollars for another year. Oof. I mean, they can they can tout his defense. <laughs> they can Forever. make him out to be Brooks <laughs> Robinson all they want. I don't know if anybody's taking that off their hands. And that, I mean, that was just such a bad deal. It was. I mean, and they, and you took fifty million dollars to get IKF. I, know. I mean, come on, what are we doing? And resigned him. Oh, yeah. And you resigned him. Yeah. I have to, you know what? I I have to believe Peraza is going to be the shortstop to start the year. I have otherwise, like, what are we? You're telling me you're not trading Peraza because he's this this top flight prospect. You had to pull IKF during the playoffs because of his defense. Right. You're you're stressing defense over offense at that right. position. Right. And yet you're going to have him go out there to start the season over Peraza. It doesn't make. It does not. It does not. It sounds more like we're trying to move Donaldson so we could slide IK up to third. That one, yeah. I mean, look, he, you know, he doesn't really hit that it there be, either. But no, at he least doesn't. that's the position that he feels the best. Yeah, he's a better defender there than anywhere else. Yeah, it's know? it's that is such a mess of a move. Oof, that one. I mean, I'd rather see DJ at third. Well, I think that there's a possibility of that because his defense. I mean, it wasn't at the level of Donaldson, but it wasn't terrible. It wasn't terrible, and his stick is better. Yeah, yeah. Stick is much better. We'll continue the conversation with you on 98.7 ESPN. You're listening to the best of ESPN New York tonight. I know it'll it'll help my voice because I won't be screaming at the top of my lungs in the huddle uh, every time. But no, it's always nice coming back home and, and playing, especially in front of our fan base. In front of our fan base, and I fully expect MetLife Stadium to be rocking. So that'll be nice for another team to have to worry about that, and we get to just kind of go in there with our regular cadence. That is the voice of Mike White on playing in front of the MetLife Jet fans on Sunday against the Detroit Lions. Hardesty and Damer until midnight, and Gordon. Jet fans taking a huge sigh of relief. Very happy that Mike White will be on the field on Sunday, hoping he will be able to finish the game and lead them to victory by getting some offense in the red zone. Yeah, that would be good. Uh, and, and I didn't think it was really that much of a, a debate that he would be starting, even despite the, the rib injury. Now it's just, as you said, make sure he finishes the game too. Because yes. if you want to hear from the Jet fans at MetLife, if he leaves the game for any reason – <laughs> You will hear from them loud and proud. You know, this is going to be a a fascinating situation for this offensive line because, Gordon, they did not play well last week, and that's an understatement. And when you see the hits that Mike White took, if you're an offensive lineman, you kind of have to take that personally because that means you didn't do your job on a couple of occasions. So I'm sure uh, the offensive line coach had a lot of work, a lot of screaming, yelling, a lot of video work this week. And, you know, they're going to have to do a better job of running the ball, not only on first down, but on second and third down, Gordon. They have to they have to be off schedule in the sense of, okay, you think they're going to run on first down, but let's throw on first down. Let's do some different things. Let's not be predictable. They've got to get that running game going because then you can do so many other things. Mike White is very good with play action. He does a nice job with play action, does a nice job of hitting the runners out of, out of the backfield as receivers. So I just think it opens up so much more of your offense creativity and versatility, obviously, if you get the running game going. 
Yeah, and that's supposed to be the way this Jets offense operates. It's not supposed to be slinging the ball all over the field to, to Garrett Wilson and Elijah Moore and the tight ends and this guy and that guy. It's supposed to be you run the ball effectively, you rely on your defense, and then you hit some passes, right? I mean, you have to be able to to move the ball in chunks, and uh, Mike White has shown the ability to do that, so that shouldn't really be uh, a an issue, but it just seems like this offensive coordinator, no matter who the quarterback is, well – I shouldn't say that. No, it's not true. When Joe Flacco was there, they, they had an issue with it. Yes. Since Mike White has been there, there's been an issue with it. Yes. But they got to get back. I mean, I don't understand. Like the second or third week of the season, the offensive coordinator was looking at the stats with Joe Flacco and saying to himself, oh, you know, this is, I wanted to be sick looking at how many times we threw the ball. Mm-hmm. Well, then you got to get back to, uh, you know. <laughs> At what point? This is on you. Yeah, <laughs> you know is. it's one thing to tell us; it's your job to make sure you get back to running the ball. Yeah. Now look, it they is. were. You know, it, it, it it's kind of hard to criticize them too much because they did move the ball effectively uh, against um, the the Vikings. Mm-hmm, it just was in the red zone, and and yeah. and look, it was a difficult uh, conditions for anybody to move the ball, but they did move the ball some. Uh, against the Bills too, but then you yeah. know White being out of the game, back in the game, you know it yeah. was a it was a rhythm was off. Yeah, rhythm absolutely. was off. Threw your rhythm off, and and listen, you you if you're an offensive lineman, you block differently for Flacco than you do White because <laughs> you know you know in a sense it's like oh Joe's back there, you know you don't know what's going to happen, and and they're both the stationary, but you know I, I just think that you've got to be more patient with the run game. Not that you and once again I get it, you got. Guys throwing five, four thousand yards a season. I understand it. I know it's an aerial game. It's the National Football League. I get it. But it's teams at this time of the year, teams who pack their defense and a decent running game, Gordon have a lot more success than teams that don't have either of the two. And so the versatility and you being able to not give up on the run, sometimes it, you might not break the big one until the fourth quarter. You've got to keep chipping away at the run. I'm not saying you. I'm not saying it's ground and pound, but I am saying you got to do a better job. Mike White cannot be throwing 50 plus times a game. He just no, can't. Absolutely. He just can't. He's the, 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 the offense is not geared for that, and neither is he. Yeah, uh, and and look, I mean, you, you take a look at some teams, especially one that's playing tonight. Uh, this Niners defense. They are just oh, eating people alive here the last are. few weeks. I mean, they are just they're they're all over the field. I mean, they're at the quarterback. I mean, they are just they're just killing people. And uh, you know, I would not say. And, and look, the Niners they're with their third string quarterback. That's right. And they're still you know scoring points, and they, they got are. the running game going, and they got you know McCaffrey in there. And they got Kittle mm-hmm. scoring a touchdown tonight. They lost Debo, and they're still scoring points. So yeah. Um, it has to be, you know, it's, it's about the defense with the Jets. That's their primary thing that they do best. But it has to be about making sure that the offense is effective when they get those opportunities. Yeah, they have to. They, they just have to do that. And listen, this is a decent Detroit defense. This is not a 49ers defense. This is a defense that you should be able to get some points on. And you should be able to run the football on them. You should. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, there's no reason why the Jets are not winning these next three games. No, it's not. Mm-mm. You know, a trip to Seattle, maybe that's a little bit different, but we don't know what the Seahawks are going to look like at that point. No. You know, maybe maybe the Seahawks are starting to run into the same thing the Giants have run into, right? All year we're saying, oh, man, how are the Seahawks doing? Well, maybe maybe there's something to that. Maybe so. The way they look tonight, it's not good. No. 1-800-919-3776. We'll come back. We'll talk to you about the Jets on 98.7 ESPN. You're listening to the best of ESPN New York tonight. 98 underscore 7 FM. Gordon, before we get to the calls, I got to ask you. Um, first of all, are the kids awake in the house? Oh, no. They're not okay. that long gone. <laughs> like oh, long come gone. on. <laughs> you hear any screaming in the background? <laughs> they're, playing, they're playing games on their phones. Yeah, um, probably. <laughs> no, I take my son's phone at night now. Oh, we, we, wow, we've really? had to, We've had that conversation. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, it's just too addictive. And and look, if we, you know, if they had those things when we were kids, we'd done the I'd same be doing thing. the exact same thing, of oh, course. Right. Absolutely. We'd be, we'd be we'd have been searching the web for a bunch of things. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we'll just let you uh, Right. You you know that for a moment. 
So uh, shopping done, Christmas shopping done, everything good? Everything, we're, we're all set in the Damer household? For, good? Well, I think most of the people in the house have gotten their shopping done. Okay. Uh, I, have, uh, I have come up with, uh, I am like the guy who discovered plutonium by accident. <laughs> My daughter has gotten to the age where she loves shopping. Uh-oh. So what I do is I say, let's go shopping for mommy for Christmas. Mm-hmm. And you point out what you think she wants. And I'll take out the credit card, and we'll figure it out. You know, all good, great partnership. So now I don't have to. I don't have to. You know, guess or is it this the right size? Is this the right color? Is it? Mm-hmm. She's got all the information. Now, has mom and daughter set this up? No, no, I don't think. Well, look, you know, the long <laughs> con. You can never be sure that you think. You know, things you think you came up with. Who knows whether or not you really did. But uh-huh. I, it was it was I who suggested it to her. I'm uh-huh. not working this Saturday. I said, you know what, we can make a day of it. Allow mommy to, uh, you know, take care Hello. of some things that she's got to do. Yeah. And and you and I can go uh, shopping to whatever stores you want. And wow. she knows when she goes shopping with dad, dad ends up buying her something too. So yeah, she knows. It's a it's a win win win, Larry. Absolutely, that's great. Now, what about uh, Jack? Uh, Jack is unaware that you were buying gifts for anybody. Okay. He will come to me Christmas Eve at about eight thirty at night. <laughs> say, what? What did we get, Mom? <laughs> Just like a fourteen, soon to be fifteen-year-old boy would. So yeah, um, I'll, I'll float it out there to him. He's got a very busy social calendar these days. Well, I know he does. Yeah. So you know, it's not easy we, being Jack Damer. Yeah. <laughs> and he had the big Christmas. They had the big uh, school band concert tonight, so we were there nice. for that. Nice. Yeah, we were, I mean, I had to leave the, the house after the sundown. Oh, yeah. Oof. Wow. I'm not a big fan of that, but um, <laughs> they did a great job. Wonderful Excellent. performance. So uh, very Dad exciting. got video? Uh, Mom has video of it. Yeah, perfect, sure. Perfect. Excellent. Excellent. So fun times over in the Damon house. Oh, so it's going to be fun times. Absolutely. Excellent. We'll see Excellent. what happens when the bills come in, but, you know. Well, at least you can look at the video of the of the band tonight. Promo code to Gordon on FanDuel. <laughs> 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 That's it. Lock it in, baby. Lock it in. Uh, before we get to the phones, I want to ask fan, Jet fans this especially. Okay? And I want you to call us at 1-800-919-3776. Rich Amini was on Keyshawn J. Will and Max this morning. Gordon, I know you heard him because you were doing the updates. Yep. And he gave a scenario where the Jets would go back to Zach Wilson. So I want you to call me because I've heard some folks. I was listening to the K-Show today. And Don and Peter took some calls from some folks who are saying that people are too harsh on Zach Wilson. That he won. And we had a couple of calls too, Gordon, that said, you know, Mm -hmm. he won five games. And, you know, we're just, you know. So I want to hear from you. What would the scenario be that you would bring Zach Wilson back? Now, obviously, it would have to be a scenario right now where Mike White is either hurt or ineffective because he's number two. And he's not going. He's not going to see the field as long as Mike White is on the field right now. They've made that determination, okay. But at least he's active. So at least now he has to prepare. He's got to think like I could get into the game. It's a different Gordon. It's a different process. He doesn't have time to feel sorry for himself right now. Okay. Mm-hmm. He has to be ready to go. He took a took a number of snaps this week, probably more than he normally takes with the team because he's been running the scout team. So he took some snaps. Hopefully he got a chance to get some chemistry with some of these receivers who <laughs> Elijah Moore, who maybe somebody introduced them. Right. So they know each other now and maybe they can understand how to throw the ball to each other, where they like the football, where where Moore likes to cut and the type of routes he runs. But I want to hear from you. One eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. What is the scenario you would bring Zach Wilson back? Here's what Ritzamini said to the guys this morning. If they lose the next two games, they'd be one game under 500 then. Then they are probably talking about a long shot to make the playoffs. Then that would be the opening to go to Zach Wilson because they have a short week next week. We know that. They play Thursday night against Jacksonville. That gives them a, a mini buy over the Christmas weekend to think about their last two games. And if so if they're one game under 500 and basically just hanging by a thread in the playoff race, then I could see a scenario where they go back to Zach Wilson. I don't think they're going to lose their next two games. So I fully believe that as long as they're in contention, Mike White will be the quarterback. Gordon, if they lose their next two games, they deserve to not make the playoffs. 
they deserve to not make the playoffs. Detroit and Jacksonville, and I get Jacksonville. I get that Trevor Lawrence. I heard Olofsky today. Trevor Lawrence over the past five games has been just tremendous and great. Yeah, I got. I understand that. He's 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 played well. Jacksonville's played well. But Gordon, you're you have. He's not playing for a playoff spot. You are. So you have to have the attitude of we have to win these games. So Gordon, if they lose these two games, <laughs> hanging by a thread, they. They shouldn't even think about the postseason. Well, I'll be honest with you. It's kind of hard for me to see them losing the next two games, but it also kind of comes down to how did they lose the next two games? Right. Did they lose them because Mike White was bad, or did they lose them because the defense finally kind of gave in a little bit and, and didn't play up to its standards? Was it a fluky kind of thing? I don't know. I, I think the reason why Zach Wilson is the backup is the same reason that Mike White is the starter. Those guys give you the best chance to win in those spots. If Mike mm-hmm. White is, is healthy, he gives you the best chance to win games. And if he's not healthy, Zach Wilson gives you the best chance to win games over Joe Flacco. It's no deeper than that. So, uh, yeah, maybe if they get – because if you're saying you're losing the next two games, you're saying you're eliminated from playoffs. You're not playing meaningful games anymore. Mm-hmm. Then maybe I could see you going back to Zach Wilson because you got to figure out about him long term. Right. I think you kind of already know about him long term, but at least then that might make sense. As long as the Jets are playing meaningful games, Mike White is the starting quarterback. End of sentence. All right. Is Zach Wilson, just for discussion purposes, Gordon, is Zach Wilson the best chance? Is Mike White still give them the best chance to win injured? I think probably he does. Right. Well, I mean, like to what degree? To, to the degree that he's with, he's with hurt the, right now. To with, with hurt right now, one hit away from being going to the sidelines. If he yeah, gets hit, he's still, passing I mean, he, it. He, like, do you think that Zach Wilson would have been an improvement? If they could have put Zach Wilson in the game last week when Mike White went out, do you think that he would have gotten in there and he would have played to a level where you're like, you know what, we don't need Mike White back? Because yeah. I don't. Uh, no. So then but now, I but I don't know what he's done. Question. But Gordon, I don't know what he's done in practice. I don't know. He's made strides, Gordon. He's made oh, strides. I mean, come on. <laughs> what, what are we talking about? I mean, come on. He's he's you know he he's even holding himself accountable now. It's right. not the same so, Zach Wilson. Right. It's a different yeah. Zach Wilson. He wasn't Wilson, holding Gordon. himself accountable before. Now he's holding himself accountable. Yeah, because uh, he's been benched, and 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 you find out, and that's because he was entitled. I'm just telling you, Gordon. So, so wait a second. Let, let, let's get this straight yes. from what the Jets are telling us. Yes. This guy was such an issue. Yes. Behind the scenes, away from away from the field. Yes. Locker room. You had everything. to deactivate. He had to make him inactive yes. for the games. Yes. But yet, in three weeks, mm-hmm. he has completely changed his personality, and now he's a completely different person. It's it's amazing what t-shirts. Yeah, from, I, I it's amazing I, what t-shirts from your teammates yeah. will do. <laughs> and that's another thing. They're going to have to convince the team. I know. It's not about convincing us that Zach Wilson's this or that. They got to convince the guys in the room. They you know absolutely what? This guy do. gives us the best chance to win. They absolutely do. And and that's why he made that's part of the reason why he made the change. That's part of the reason. Aside from the press conference, aside from his performance, Gordon he was losing the team. Absolutely. He was losing the team. And if the Jets were to lose the next two games, their playoff odds would be at 6%. Yes. And there would be a lot of people who would be like, oh, no, he's coming back. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I do think that they're kind of in this spot where if Mike White were to go out there this week and play poorly, then you're, 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 you're stuck. stuck. Right. Absolutely. You're stuck. Because now you're stuck in the middle. He's not helping you win games now. Nope. You've banished your – supposedly franchise quarterback. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, sh- I'm sure that that relationship has to be damaged to some degree. Got to be. Yeah, you'd be, you'd be kind of – I don't think that's going to happen, but if it did, boy, that would be But But spot. you'd have to go back to Zach Wilson. You'd have to because he's your backup. I mean, and this is this – is, so let's, let's look at this. Having trouble against Detroit, right? Mm-hmm. Third quarter, they, fourth quarter, they're not getting it done. Do you pull him and go to Zach Wilson? I don't or do you that. let him ride? Yeah, I, I think you let him ride these next two weeks. Okay. I think you let him ride these next two weeks. Now, right. I, I'll, I'll leave myself, you know, if he's a disaster. No, I understand what you're right. saying. I don't expect I him to be, you know, I don't expect him to be a disaster. Four picks. Do you pull him? Four picks against the Lions? Yes, four picks. Do you pull him? 
Yeah, but I still think you would go back to him the following week because okay. the four picks would be so out of character for him this year that I would say, you know what, the injury was bothering him to such degree that if he's healthy, he'll be the starter against Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. It's a fascinating situation over over Jetland. It's fascinating. They, they are uh, they are a fascinating team. One eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. We get your thoughts next on ninety eight seven ESPN. It's my quarterback. You're listening to the best of ESPN New York tonight. Nine one nine three seven seven six. Robbie's in Massachusetts. What's up, Robbie? Hey, Gordon. What's going on, Larry? How are you? Thanks for taking the call. You know, Gordon, I heard your comments before on the Rondone deal. And, you know, I don't know if it's too long a contract, but obviously the Yankees need to fill a pitching position behind Cole. But I agree with you. You know, it's not so much that the Yankees don't spend money. When you look at the percentage of, you know, the contracts that take up this this, this team, the Donaldson contract, the Hicks contract, just some of the contracts, the Stanton contract, you know, I would move Glaber. I, this team needs to get more athletic. They're old and they're slow. I just – I just feel like they don't make contact with consistency. Obviously, like, when you put a, a team together of right-handed bats, like, the idea of going out and getting a guy like Josh Donaldson who strikes out 200 times when predominantly most of the team strikes out doesn't make any sense to me. I mean, it's just like the money. I agree with you with the money. And also, you know, just get your thoughts on the Rondon deal. And also, I wanted to ask you about Daniel Jones. What do you do with Daniel Jones? You know, I think Daniel Jones is a good long passer. But the thing is, he's never had a stable offensive line. He's never really had guys that stretch the field. So what do you do? Do you give him a year? I was reading an article the other day in the Post about just signing to you. Do you think his agent's going to go for that? Well, you're going to have to do I mean, you could franchise him. I don't know what, what you know, technically you could do that, but I don't think that that but makes sense. You can't franchise him at Barkley, though, right? You no, can't franchise yeah. Players, I mean, right? I don't know if they're going to re-sign Barkley. You know, you have the ability to not lose Jones if you don't want to lose Jones. But I think that's the right. only way you get him on a one-year deal, so – Right. Well, no, you're probably going to have to extend him to more than that. You're probably going to have to give him two or three years. Um, right. Yeah, but here's the thing. Like, the Giants need everything. I know right? they do. They're so boring. So, I mean, <laughs> really if you are. need everything. Like, we've yep. seen certain situations where, uh, you know, I'm watching the Niners tonight. The reason why yep. Brock Purdy's able to jump in there and just all of a sudden succeed is because yep. they're loaded everywhere else. So, I think the Giants I have I... to start the process of getting loaded everywhere else. And then maybe Daniel Jones turns into it, but maybe somewhere a year or two down the road, you can kind of find uh, the long-term answer if it's not Daniel Jones. Yeah, I agree. But right now you need to you – you're going to have to bring him back. Well, I mean, what's the better option? Bringing him back. <laughs> right? I mean, and look, if, the, if there's a guy in the second round or in the third round mm-hmm. that they look at and they say, you know what, then that's great. Take him, him. you know, if you can take him this year, great. And allow him to sit behind Daniel Jones for a little while. uh, And and maybe he develops into something. But they're not going to have a high enough pick to really have to worry about this. And if you don't have a better option, well, then the the question's been answered for you, hasn't it? Yeah, it sure has. Chris is in Manhattan. What's up, Chris? Good evening, Larry. Uh, Good evening, Gordon. Uh, Long time. Um... Good to be back. Um, hope you can hear me okay. Um, Gordon, if you could do me a favor. you, you um, Actually, both of you were talking about Rich Samini and um, him setting up a scenario for Zach Wilson to return, which I really don't need that. Pers- this is just me personally. Um, it, it, would ha- it would have to be a catastrophic injury for me personally. But well, if they're not if, if they're not, not playing meaningful games anymore, that's what Ritz said. If they're if they're eliminated from the playoffs, no. and they lose the next two weeks, I mean, you'd have to assume that Mike White is not lighting the world on fire, and you lost the next two weeks. Mm-hmm. It's well, a very I mean, specific again, again, you know, losses can come, you know, can can come many ways, as we've seen. the The only reason why I'll say that is because. Of the two, which one do you have a longer time to evaluate? Zach Wilson, under contract, right? Mm-hmm. Got me, got him under contract for a while, could franchise him. So you still have a chance to develop him. Mike White, you have about three minutes to find out what he possibly is, positive or negative, and then you're going to have suitors for, for possibly his services. Am I incorrect? 
I think it's still I to be determined. I want to see what Mike White, huh? I think it's still to be determined on Mike White. Exactly. You're going to have and that, and that's And that's why I don't want to make that mistake because, of, oh, I'm no longer playing meaningful games. Meaningful games for, for making the playoffs or evaluating the quarterback position. So, for me, in short, Mike White gets every snap unless he gets injured because I want to find out exactly what he is before he becomes possibly a free agent. Mm-hmm. All right. I, I, I think that you. that's what's going to happen. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah, no, I think that that's what's going to happen. But yeah, if, thanks, he, if he, you know, if you're the Jets organization and you're honestly saying that Zach Wilson is still part of your long-term plans and you are eliminated from playoff contention and – you're losing games because Mike White, you'd have to assume, is not playing well. Well, then that means you have to go back to Zach Wilson at some point, right? Yeah, yeah. That's right. Unless you're lying, which is possible. That might be in their best interest to lie. It might. <laughs> it might be, right? I mean, it might be. <laughs> might be. You never know. You never know. Buddha's in the Bronx. What's up, Buddha? <laughs> Chris, what's up, baby, bro? <laughs> I echo those sentiments exactly. I mean, I love y'all to death, but I don't know what's going on in this station. <laughs> All we talk about is the backup quarterback. It's a nice distraction. It really is, man. But you know what's crazy, guys? Mm-hmm. You don't know what's more egregious, that we talk about the backup quarterback or that we're penciling these games as locks for them to win. Let me tell you something, man. The only lock games I see that they got is maybe – Seattle, and probably Jacksonville. I mean, the Dolphins and the Lions, those are 50-50. If you see Las Vegas, I'll tell you that. And, you know, you guys were talking about the offensive line. Listen, not only do they need to run because they need to control the clock, they need to run because that's the only thing the offensive line can do. Their pass protection is atrocious. I mean, the Bills last week looked like savoir faire. They were everywhere. And, um, you know, the best offensive lineman the Jets got is Dwayne Brown. He's 70 years old. Mm. So next year, you got to come with a whole new offensive line because not even their offensive line uh, pass blocking is bad physically on an individual level. They don't even have the assignments down right. And, you know, realistically, man, like I said, this is – I'm not really that pissed because they're ahead of schedule and – I kind of resign myself to the fact of, like, where it is right now with them in terms of the playoffs. I mean, the playoffs have started for them already. Uh, but I, I just say this, man. You know, they need to win all four of these games. Mm. If you really look at the situation, forget about the Patriots, the Chargers. Look at their remaining four games. So yeah, the they're already the behind them. Schedule, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but they're already behind them, even if, when they have the same record. They're already behind them, which means that the Jets would have to be one game ahead of them to get that last spot. And all you need to know about personally how I feel about um, the backup quarterback and a lot of people I know is all we needed was a split with New England, mm-hmm. and you couldn't even give us that. Yeah. So, you know, all this playoff talk, it sounds good. You know, don't bring that cart before the horse because there's a distinct possibility that they can lose this game this weekend. If you lose this game this weekend, you're out of the playoffs. I don't care what you tell me. You, you have to win three out of the four at least. But you got to win three out of the four, game. and you got to beat Miami. Yeah, and Miami's got to be and one are you of the sure three. That's gonna happen. Like Gordon, I love you to death, man. But right. I know what you be doing when you be doing that. Yeah, I'm not doing. I'm, not doing, I'm giving you my honest opinion. Yeah, well, see, look, Stop this it. is like, so you unfair. You know, I've said the same thing all season long about two. And all season long, I had to eat it because I was wrong. And now that I'm being proven right about him, oh, I see what you're doing. This is all a ploy. This is how what I honestly what? feel about the guy. I, I don't when I have can't you rely picked on the him. Jets to win? When have you picked the Jets to win and they won? Don't tell me because I, I, I uh, like Sal, I keep receipts. You remember that last game that last year against the Dolphins? Oh, the Jets are going to win this game. <laughs> You'll stop it, bro. Well, look, I, last year I might have been a little off. I was off by a year. Mistakes <laughs> yeah, were made. It's, know, it listen, is gambling. Listen. But, I, look, I'm about as positive about the Jets as anyone can be. Now, I think that the Chargers are going to be the sixth seed, and I think the seventh seed is going to come down to between the Dolphins and the Jets and whoever wins that final game. 
Yeah, but like I said, the Dolphins have how, how many wins do the Dolphins have? Bro? They got eight. They're eight, eight? and five. Yeah, they're they eight got five. eight. We got seven. Well, to, they have they have eight right now. Them. They're going to Buffalo this week. They'll be eight and six by by, by the time the Jets kick right. off on Sunday. The Dolphins will be eight and six. So, so like I said, this game this week here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, the they got to win. Yeah, right they got to win this. In the playoffs right yeah, now, they lose this you game. They, they, this their playoff game. odds drop to like fifteen percent. Yeah. And it's and true. it's not as cut and dry as you're making it seem. That offense is explosive. Quinn Williams is hurt, and like we discussed. Their pass rush is coming on. You got this kid from Michigan. He's catching interceptions and running. I mean, listen, you, I wish it was as easy as you making it sound. The Jets might oh, lose I'm just, this game I'm just this week, talking bro. about betting. But, no, I mean, the fact that the line is what the line is tells you it's – and really kind of tells you that Vegas doesn't believe in the Jets. Jets are at home, and they're only – you know, they're favored by a point. Yep. Thanks, Buddha. And it also tells you that they're not real sure what Mike White is, his, his health condition as well. Right. That's, those are the two things. They're not sure of the Jets. They're not sure of the Jets. They're not sure of Mike White, and they're not sure of Quentin Williams. Right. The injury situation is. Uh, I mean, that was a that was a bloodletting last it week. It was. It was. Giants are now. Uh, excuse me. The Jets are now minus a point and a half. They were minus a point yesterday. So the Lions are now getting a point and a half. Mm-hmm. Uh oh. Vegas knows something. Well, I think it's just that you know the the the. Um, and the Jets are home. <laughs> yeah, I think the the um, the injury picture is probably kind of coming more into uh, to focus. Do we do we have an update on Quinnen Williams? I know did he not practice today? I don't think he practiced today. I, don't think I, he I know did. he didn't practice yesterday. Yeah, they said he's fifty fifty to practice. He was fifty fifty to practice. So That's... I, you know, I I I would be. He's he's going to be a game time decision. That's what he's yeah, going to do. Yeah, I would figure he would probably. He's play. going to be a game time decision. Yeah. Or, or, you know what? And he's going to be on the pitch count. So you might he might be a situational pass rusher mm-hmm. in this week. That that's what they'll probably do with him. You know, they'll bring him in on third down, the third and long situations or something of that nature. That's what they they'll, they'll probably do. That's what I would do. You know, just to make sure that cuz I can't I can't lose him. You no, know, it's, you it's touchy. Uh, yeah, you lose him. I, it's touchy. Uh, yeah. uh, you know. My defense is, is good. My defense is average if he's not in there. I'm just saying. It's average. Even though you've got 105 D linemen and you rotate them all in. Yeah, uh, he's, he's the number one. If you were having a draft one. of those D linemen, he would be number one. Far and away. Yep. More of your calls next on 98.7 ESPN. Oh. You're listening to the best of ESPN New York tonight.